This morning, we're going to use the verses that we just read, focusing on Acts 9, 1 through 9, and Saul, who in Acts 13, 9 is called Paul. We're going to talk about his life and the punctuations within his life. Now, what we just read was an incredible wow moment. And what a wow moment that must have been for Paul. On the road to Damascus, doing what you think God wants you to do by eliminating those who are not following the law and believing in this Jesus who claimed to be the Son of God. I don't know about you, but I can almost picture Paul thinking to himself, wow, I am doing good for God. How helpful I am to God. And then, bam! Acts 9, 3 through 9. Now he went on his way. He approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul. And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground. And although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. And then further down in 20 through 22, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. Wow. What a wow moment. Here we have the original Road to Damascus event. Now, you may have heard it, oh, yeah, they had a Road to Damascus event, some sort of wow moment of Jesus calling somebody. You may have heard stories like that. Well, this was the original one. Talk about a wow moment. Heaven opening up, Jesus basically descending and and saying, Saul, Saul, and the other guys with him heard him. It's an event that punctuated Paul's life a defining moment, a big thing, a big experience. Or you can almost say the biggest experience ever, literally hearing Jesus' voice. What concerns me, however, is that in our society, we're living like we need to have the next one wow moment after another. And if we don't have one wow moment after another, something is wrong. The next big movie, the next thing to go viral, the next post on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever you use. We are quickly teaching our brains to move from one experience to the next, and it's invading our walk with Christ. 
Perhaps you've had a road to Damascus experience in following Christ. But in all honesty, that's not the norm. And it should not be considered the norm of our lives. Look at Paul. He had the original road to Damascus experience with the flash of light from heaven and literally hearing the voice of Jesus. It was a wow moment, a wow experience, but it wasn't one that kept occurring. Acts 9, 23. When many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. Shortly thereafter, Paul's life was threatened. Not exactly what I would consider a wow experience. Paul's life was punctuated by significant events, but punctuations do not make a story. Common words and letters occasionally separated by punctuations, make up a story. Make up his story. Make up history. It is in the common and mundane that the vast majority of our life is spent. Think about that. Don't you think that the God of the universe, the creator of all things, creator of you and me, the creator of the, the fabric that you're sitting on, the creator of the air around us, the creator of this wonderful thing that we call air conditioning, the creator of everything, both seen and unseen, is at work through both the ordinary and the extraordinary. and even the mundane, through the non-wow things, he absolutely is. Paul, in Paul's life, he spent more time sitting on a boat than he did getting shipwrecked. Paul spent more time in the cell of a jail than he did writing the letters that ended up in the Bible. Paul spent more time traveling between places than he did making the cause for Christ to the Roman rulers. It is in these common, everyday, mundane events that most of our lives are spent. In my researching of Paul's life, I came across several timelines of his life that biblical scholars put together. One chronology that I came across was arranged by Andrew Miller, and it lists 53 notable events in Paul's life, starting with his conversion. You might think, wow, that's impressive. And I wouldn't disagree with you. 53 events, I mean, that biblical scholars, yeah, it'd be, it'd be awesome to have that myself. But those 53 events includes Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus, him, him being led down in a, a basket, fleeing from Damascus, him going on a missionary journey with Barnabas, a second one with Silas and Timothy, the writing of the epistles or letters, a third missionary journey, five trips to Jerusalem, with the last one was where he was arrested, his appeal to Caesar, sailing for Italy, being shipwrecked, and finally arriving in Rome under house arrest. 
And there's multiple other events culminating in Paul's martyrdom in Rome. Those 53 events were the punctuations in Paul's life. And as I was looking at the assembled chronology, what stood out to me was, yes, there were a lot of events, but there were a lot more times when no notable events took place. No events that a scholar would spend time documenting. Events that occurred, but were not notable to us. In the many lists, timelines, and chronological tables that I looked at, none of them listed the non-WOW events. Instead, they listed the events that punctuated Paul's life. So speaking of punctuation, I looked up the definition of punctuation, and it is the marks, such as a period, comma, and parentheses, used in writing to separate sentences and their elements and to clarify meaning. Now, in my previous paragraph, let me read it again. Those 53 events were punctuations in Paul's life. As I was looking at the assembled chronology, what stood out to me was, yes, there were a lot of events, but there were a lot more times when no notable events took place. No event that a scholar would spend time documenting events that occurred but were not notable to us. In the many lists, timelines, and chronological tables I look at, none listed the non-WOW events. Instead, they list the events that punctuated Paul's life. Now, that was a paragraph, okay? We're talking about punctuation here, okay? In that paragraph, it contains 15 punctuations. But in those, with those 15 punctuations, it contains 86 words. So that paragraph contains 5.73 times more words than it does punctuations. Now, I would argue, and I believe Amy would agree with me, that in my writing, I tend to write like I speak. So I tend to use a lot more punctuation on, on Amy used to, to check like all of my papers and stuff that I wrote for school. And, and she can, she's like, you have this run on and there's all of these commas and stuff. She's like, split them up. So she can agree that, that I, in my writing, I write like I speak. So my punctuation count is probably a little bit higher than most. But that's not the point. The point is that punctuations are used to separate words and their elements and to clarify meaning. Let me reread that again. The point is that punctuations are used to separate sentences, words, and their elements and to clarify meaning. I will be as bold to say that in our walk with Christ, God wants us to realize that the everyday events, the mundane, the grind, if you will, is where most of our lives are spent. Don't you think that the God who created you 
who formed you, who knows you better than you even know yourself, would use you and those times to grow you? Perhaps you've had a road to Damascus experience, and maybe you've had more than one. Don't think that because you're not in the midst of another wow moment that God is not moving or working in your life. Don't think that because today's sermon or last week's or last month's or years isn't a wow sermon, that God isn't going to use it to change your life. Most of Paul's life was not written down. It wasn't documented. The mundane, the ordinary, the non-wow moments is where Paul spent most of his life. Now, most of Paul's walk with Christ was not punctuation. It was not what we would think of, or I'm sorry, it was what we would think of as mundane. Interactions with those around him, preaching, teaching, praying, traveling from one spot to another, praying, studying, thinking about the churches he planted, desiring to grow, to grow closer to God, recognizing how pervasive his sin really is. It kind of reminds me of Tuesday after we had visited SIU. Caroline was like, hey, we're down here in Carbondale. Let's go see the Shawnee National Forest. Rock on, let's do that. So I bleep bloop it into the, into the Garmin on, on the dash. I'm scrolling up. Okay, Shawnee National Forest. Awesome. Hit go. We're on our way. Driving, I don't know, it was about an hour. And we're in a town, and it says you have like a tenth of a mile left to go. I'm like, this is, we're in a, we're in a city, small city. It's southern Illinois. They're all small cities. But this is not the Shawnee National Forest. I'm like, this is not right. So I pull over to the side. I'm like, Amy, what's going on? This is not right. Can you search it? And she's like, I can't. I have no service. Yeah, that's how small of a city we were in. Okay. So then we're like, okay, let's, let's reset, go back to kind of where we were, and then try going south on an interstate, and we see signs. Next five exits, Shawnee National Forest. Yes. Okay. Spent two hours now by this time. And so the first exit, I get off, and I'm like, this just doesn't quite seem right. So we get back on. Okay. Next exit, get off. Like, I, yeah, I really have no idea. See, I, I was thinking that the Shawnee National Forest was like my experiences with the national parks, where there was a place to go or some certain places. And my understanding now, after the fact, is that it isn't. It's a, a general broad area. It was all of that mundane time spent not punctuated by the wow moments. By the way, we never did end up... Apparently we drove maybe through it, I think, possibly, perhaps. But it didn't happen. What we did end up doing is ended up in Metropolis, saw the Superman, yeah. And then drove across the border to Paducah, 409 for gas. Talk about a punctuation. Yeah, it was a great thing. I'm like, I'm filling up. I am filling up. 
But the thing is, there were some punctuations within that, but, but the majority of what we experienced was mundane. Wasn't wow. I mean, it was so unwow that we're like, okay, I don't know if we'll ever do Shawnee National Forest again. Or, or we'll find somebody who's been to certain places within that we will then go to next. Maybe do a little bit more research. Now, I'm not saying that punctuation is bad. We need punctuation to provide clarity and or meaning. And I believe that God does punctuate our lives with events that provide us with clarity, meaning, or ones that are defining moments. But our lives should not be a punctuation. Do you see the parallel that I'm trying to draw here? Nothing but a series of punctuation marks can represent a curse word. Or a few letters followed by multiple punctuations also mean the same, whereas those same marks, correctly used, not overly used, shows life, gives hope, provides meaning in our lives. Paul had at least 53 events that scholars punctuate his 30-year walk with Christ. But how many non-punctuation events took place that allowed Paul to grow closer to God? How many non-punctuation events occurred that led those around him to see that Jesus is the Son of God, who died for our sins rose and rose again so that we can have life eternally with God? Today, let me challenge you to think about how you view the world, your life, church, and your walk with Christ. Are you falling into the trap that thinks it must all be a punctuation? Remember, punctuations can't clarify meaning. I'm sorry, they can clarify meaning, but it's the words that matter. The word matters because, well, Let's turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Let's pray.